You have queued up The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation recorded at the New York City Concert Hall, Roulette. You can hear thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's past and present and find news of upcoming events celebrating innovation and imagination at roulette.org. Aren't you curious? In this edition of The Roulette Tapes, we explore the work of sound, installation, and turntable artist Maria Chavez. Born in Lima, Peru, and raised in Austin and Houston, Texas, Chavez is now a creative force in the New York experimental music scene. In her own words and sounds, here is Maria Chavez. Technically, Houston is my home in Texas, but I also feel very, very close to the city of Austin as well because that was my introduction to America. And then at 25, I moved up here to New York City. Before the art stuff, I was still just DJing. I became a DJ when I was 16 years old. By the time I was in college, I was really wrapped up in it and just wasn't wasn't paying attention to school and decided to drop out and to go to a community college in Houston, HCC, for their two-year audio engineering program, um, just because I was already on these stages and felt that I needed a technical degree rather than this art history degree that I wasn't really paying attention to. After dropping out and going to this audio school, um, I broke away from the DJ world. That was when I um, went to a, Joe, a Trio X show with Joe McPhee and Dominique Duval hosted by David Dubb in Houston, Texas, who was the 
newly newly found or a director of this organization, the Pauline Oliveros Foundation. I went to this performance and it was just like a crash course in free jazz. And from there, I, I immediately went up to Dave. I was like, I want, I'm in, I'm in audio engineering school right now. I need an internship. I want to work with you. And he said, the only way you can work with us is if you improvise with us in our after school program. And I said, well, I'm a DJ. I don't, I'm not a musician. He's like, well, bring a turntable and let's see what happens. And, and that was that. I didn't realize at the time that we were improvising and performing using Pauline's deep listening meditations and practices. Uh, so I was getting this class in Pauline Oliveros' work before I even really understood where she stood in history or, or what it was or what any of it was. But that was actually the premise of my performance practice. It wasn't until I got to New York and really started to get exposed to everything in a different way where I was just like, oh my gosh, this cool older lady that I was hanging out with a lot in Houston actually is like this historical like sound art icon. <laughs> the turntable because of its rotating motor it really gives you the space to sort of search around i sort of compare it to like bird's eye view where they're like a bird is flying over the grand canyon but in in this sense you're you're a person that's looking at the surface area of a vinyl record but if you look at the vinyl record surface area under a microscope it looks like canyons the the tools that i still use to this day um I feel like they're just implements, you know. I, I don't believe in um, actively ruining the final itself. Um, I feel that time is a really great, has a better effect than I do. Um, I actually don't think I'm a very good artist. I think time is the artist, and what I'm really good at is recognizing time and giving the space for time to do its magic. I, I was ruining, like, putting tape and melting things and, you know, just making, like, music concrete. And then I realized, oh, I don't need to do this. Time will do it in a better way. You just need to create a situation for the records. Well, they'll, they'll rub against each other. 
you know, and just put them in precarious situations so that they'll melt in weird ways that you wouldn't be able to do on your own. Now it's just uh, very simple implements like seeds from necklaces, rocks. I love rocks. I, I feel like I'm a, I'm a frustrated sculptor that never got her hands on a big piece of rock, but I have the needle is the chisel and the, the final groove is the material that you're subtracting from. It's just that the sculpture is so tiny. The sculpture session is dealing with such a small surface area that you can't see it. And the only way you can experience it is by, by hearing it. Tone record since I want to say 2005. Um, in November, I was in Baltimore, and someone just had a huge collection of test tone records. And then I rediscovered my love of test tone records. And so when I went back to my vocabulary lab library um, in my storage space, I found that my most favorite test tone record had broken in the most perfect way. A lot of my um, vocabulary, my sound vocabulary, functions that way. I place them in a backpack without their sleeves in order for them to continuously rub up against each other for new scratches to come out of it. So it's always an organic process of when they're in invited into my vocabulary and then living within the vocabulary. And then I retire them. And then if I feel like the time is right, I will take them out of retirement and place them back into the rotation. Five hundred. Five 
400. With one album that I made in 2019, it was like my first album release since uh, 2004. Um, I took uh, vinyl glitches um, and I, I took the two second glitches and I stretched them from two seconds to 20 minutes and 60 minutes long. So I'm hoping to adapt that into a virtual reality piece where it's as if you're walking in a vinyl groove and you're listening to this 20 minute, 60 minute glitch. And then I'm hoping to adapt that into an actual nature walk where you can actually walk through a canyon while you're listening to this stretched out glitch. And it's meant to reflect the, the small space, but it's it, but you're in this grand area and um, just playing with your mind and with, with space and size. And so that I hope within the next 10 years, I hope my large land art piece will be this audio glitch walk through a canyon somewhere in the world. So keep your fingers crossed.
A few years back, Maria Chavez was diagnosed with a condition that required serious surgery. Chavez has been open and generous in sharing this experience publicly and refers to it in this next segment. Well, for roulette, it's actually very special. The day that uh, I performed with my uh, regular collaborator, Sandy Ewan, um, who was also part of this Houston group with Pauline when we were all kids, she was in high school. I didn't realize that that date is my two-year anniversary of my brain surgery, uh, where I can be declared cured. So that's going to be a really exciting moment for me to be able to perform in, in a space like Roulette, who's been such a great supporter of my career uh, since the beginning. And so it means a lot to me to be able to be in that space. I'm excited that we have a space like Roulette to be able to experiment a little bit and um, expand. glimpse at the work of Maria Chavez, sound installation and turntable artist. These programs are made possible in part with support from the National Endowment for the Arts and the Grammy Museum.
To ensure you hear more, please subscribe to this series wherever you get your podcasts. This is David Weinstein at the desk. Thanks to all. You have been listening to The Roulette Tapes, a program of adventurous music and conversation. This series is produced by Roulette Intermedium. You can find thousands of concert recordings from Roulette's archives and news of upcoming events at roulette.org.